how this all, how colors and decor can relate to different seasons and periods in our lives too, and how we might change over time. I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard. And this is Never Wear Boring Socks. This week we will be talking all about how decorating spaces can relate to creativity and wellness. But before we dive into that, I've got a question for you, Maria. Mm. My question is, what is decorating your feet right now? (laughs) This is such a fun question. I love decorating (laughs) my feet. My feet currently are being decorated by a pair of black and purple argyle socks that are kind of they're like they're kind of knee high but they tend to fall down so they're in between crew and knee high and they do not really go with my outfit today which is unusual usually i pick socks that go with my outfit pretty well and today they're like they kind of clash with it which like i said is unusual for me i'm wearing pants that have like burgundy medallion-y patterns and they're sort of beigey whitey gray and then I have these purple and black argyle socks and I when I was picking these socks this morning I was like I don't think this really goes but I kind of into it because I feel like they they feel playful to me the fact that it doesn't really go with my outfit at all And I feel like I've been feeling a little mm, disenchanted with adulthood recently. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, some things about being an adult are great and like getting older, definitely a lot of things get better in a lot of ways. But also, there's just like a lot of annoying responsibilities that you have to take care of. Like the last couple of weeks, I had to... I assembled a bed frame and I had to buy a new car battery and research retirement account plans. And it's like very hmm, discouraging sometimes. So (laughs) these socks that feel very playful and don't really make any sense are just making me feel happy and a little more carefree today. Very nice. I like it. (laughs) What about you, Anna? What are you decorating your feet with today? I am wearing a pair of socks that are new. My mother just sent them to me yesterday. So That's so fun. Always a good time to wear new socks. Mm-hmm. And they are like purple and blue kind of. They have a little, little person on them. And it says, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. He, <laughs> he, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Which I, um, I don't know, I thought that was funny. I, especially since um, I'm studying a lot of gender stuff in my classes right now, and we talk about, like, perceptions that are different for women and men and how women are bossy, but men are assertive and things like mm-hmm. that. And so, and especially with the recent election happening, over a hundred women got into the House of Representatives, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm reclaiming that with these socks. Nice. Reclaiming the bossiness yes. in a good way. Yes. I like it. Yeah. 
this also reminds me socks i apparently we did not our sock discussion from last episode did not get into the final episode so if you're listening to the last episode and you were like they didn't talk about socks this is never where boring socks apparently there was an issue with the audio and ben had to cut it so i'm sorry if you didn't get to hear about our socks last time oh that's a bummer I know. I, I bet that, that was really yet. disappointing yeah. for all the people who really wanted to hear what socks we were wearing that day. Well, now you get <laughs> this week's fun socks. Yeah, we have some fun socks today. Yes. But anyway, we didn't cut the segment. Don't worry. It was a technical difficulty. We're back with our socks. Yes. Okay, so let's let's start discussing this topic of decor. Um I guess I think maybe we should start with how decor can relate to creativity. I think that's something that we've talked a little bit about before because we've talked about we had an episode on creative spaces. And I guess just to start this off, what kind of I guess you were talking to me about this before we started recording Maria but but why is this topic necessarily on your mind right now well it's very much on my mind right now because I moved a couple weeks ago and like I was just telling Anna before we started recording a lot of my walls are just a huge blank expanse of whiteness so I'm really feeling the need to add a little bit of life into my room and just in general, besides wall stuff, I want to make my room feel more like my room and feel more like home and more like me. So that's definitely why it's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this is often on my mind too, because I live in a dorm room throughout the year. So I get to decorate for one year so it's like how and then I get to change my decorations each year so how do Mm -hmm. I kind of want to what what kind of things do I want to put in my room this year what am I feeling like so that's kind of on my mind a lot too especially because I I spend a good amount of time in my room because that's the place I have to go back to it's not like I'm in a house and I can be in multiple different rooms it's I've got this one space where I get to live here so decor is definitely on my mind as well. Yeah, I definitely feel like that was a college is a very specific form of decorating. Yeah, like you, said, you know, you're only going to be there for one year and it's not even a whole year. It's one school year. So I don't know. I always found it tricky to commit to decorating in time to actually have it be worthwhile for the rest of the year. Because sure. I, I would tend to like put it off because I was like, well, do it later but then like the farther into the year it got it was like well I'm only gonna live here for like three more months and only two more months so I would put it off until I just didn't do the things I wanted to do at all but I definitely think there's a lot of value to making your even your temporary living spaces feel really cozy and homey yeah for sure so yeah getting on this topic of decorations and creativity i think 
I guess what comes to my mind originally for this is that decorating can be a way to express creativity. So I think sometimes decorating can kind of be a daunting task in some ways. We want it to be, at least for us who are kind of perfectionists in regards to this sort of thing. <laughs> this is probably not true for everyone. Really? Perfectionists, <laughs> But um, that we kind of might, again, like you said, like you take a long time thinking about what you want to do for it and how are we actually going to be able to decorate it in a way that feels authentic to us. But I think looking at it as a way to express our creativity um, can be kind of a liberating attitude in regards to that, can be kind of like an exciting activity rather than something that we're trying to really nail down. Yeah, it feels more playful that way. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I just like play with the space that I have and not necessarily worry so much about the outcome or even if you're thinking about what the outcome is going to be of what all these changes that you're going to make are. It's more about like creating this interesting creative project instead of trying to make it look a certain way. I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I like that idea that it's a project that you get to undertake. And especially for us who are creative people, we can never have too many projects. <laughs> well, that's debatable. <laughs> but. It is a fun project. Yeah, and I think right. thinking about it as a project, too, makes it feel less permanent. Because it's not mm. like, if I put this thing up on my wall, then I must always have that on my wall until the end of time. And this is such a big decision. But it's like, I'm just going to try it here. Yeah. And see if it goes. And if it doesn't, I'll move it. Yeah. I like that. And I guess one thing, too, that we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast but we've also talked about it a lot just with each other is the the subject of color which i think mm. is something that really plays into decorations um and i know this is a topic that you are really interesting interested in maria and i was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit yeah well i think color is a really powerful tool that we have at our disposal when we're thinking about decorating <clears throat> excuse me because I think it does have a really big impact on how we feel in a room. And I know, like, you can look up stuff about, like, which color is the more relaxing? Is, like, blue a relaxing color or a pastel is more relaxing color? And there's some debate, I guess, as to whether the science behind that is accurate at all. But I think a lot of us who are visual people and artistic people can relate to feeling like a color does have an impact on how we feel like even if there's not necessarily a pattern across all people or even if it's not scientifically backed up but like seeing certain colors some of them make you feel really cozy and some of them make you feel kind of blah you know so i think it does have an impact on us yeah definitely and it can also be seasonal, too, going back to our episode we recorded a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago about seasons. I think colors are one way that we really express seasons when we are decorating. A lot of people decorate for different seasons, and I think that can be a tool to utilize as well. For example, during 
the fall, I think autumnal colors can really get you in the spirit of that that time. And I think that's another way we can kind of be creative with decor. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that colors can really help us engage with the seasons. And like you were saying, the kind of winter, spring, summer, fall kind of seasons. And I'm also thinking about how it can relate to other seasons in our lives, which we also talked about in our seasonal episode a couple episodes back. And I was thinking about this because I recently bought new bedding for my new place. Because right now I'm just borrowing some old ones that like don't really fit quite right from my parents. <laughs> um, so I had to get some new ones. And when I was looking at my color choices from the company that I had decided I was going to buy my sheets from, I was thinking about how I was looking at this like light purple and light blue options and a gray option. And I went for the gray option. And I was thinking my 13-year-old self would be so disappointed in me. Because I would have been like, who wants gray sheets if you can have purple? Like, that's no fun. And so I had, like, I had a lot of resistance to getting the gray sheets. It was really interesting. I was like, but, but that's not what Maria would do. Maria would get the colorful ones. But I realized that that was like a, a previous season of Maria that wanted those colorful sheets. And that's not to say I don't like colorful sheets. I do. And I still really like bright colors. But when I was picturing myself, my current self, like snuggling into bed in my gray sheets, that felt so much more soothing and cozy than the purple ones for whatever reason. The purple ones made me feel like a little kid, I guess. And I don't think purple is like a childish color. I love purple. But just this particular shade, like in the sheets. So anyway, I think it's interesting to consider how this all, how colors and decor can relate to different seasons and periods in our lives, too, and how we might change over time. Yeah, that's really cool. That's such an interesting example. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that also comes down to our intuition as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think what your experience, what you described was really kind of a gut feeling you had. Like you pictured yourself with those sheets and you were you thought that just felt better and i think making decisions about how we're going to decorate our space what we're going to surround ourselves with i think our intuition can be a super helpful tool when making those decisions yeah definitely because i i think like choosing the colorful option in this case was kind of going on autopilot And we talked about that a little bit, too, in our values episode about how we can sometimes just go on autopilot because it's the thing that we think we should do or want to do based on past experience. But sometimes you have to check in with your intuition and your inner compass, as we talked about in that episode. Right. Yeah. And this is also just a good way to practice intuition, too. Because, again, we've talked about how Mm -hmm. we can lose touch with intuition so much. And I think this is just another opportunity that we can use to to make it a more regular thing that we can tap into. 
It's low stakes. Right. It's a good way to practice. Right. Like it, it does involve often spending money, but I think there are also ways that you can go about decorating where you're not spending a ton of money. You can maybe borrow things or look at less expensive places or used furniture and just get creative. So, but other than that, like there's very low stakes. Yeah. So I think it's a good place to practice. Well, and that's a really good segue to another thing I wanted to talk about, which is that I, I, your your comment on um, how decorating can cost money made me think about it. But um, one way we can decorate that gets in touch with our creativity, obviously, this probably isn't appealing to some people. But for us who are really creative people, I think we can create our own decorations sometimes. And again, that's very cost effective. and. That goes along with the idea of looking at decorating as a project. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's one way, too, where you can really customize your decorations and use it to fit what you're looking for rather than just kind of browsing things that already exist. Um, If you want to put, like, certain quotes up on the wall and you want to kind of draw those yourself or if you want to print out pictures that are inspirational to you in some way. I think there's a lot of ways that you can go about decorating that aren't just let's go to Target and see what they have. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something I've been thinking about as I've been thinking about decorating my space. I would love to like make a big pastel painting Mm. to put up on my wall. I have kind of been putting it off because I don't have a great space to work on it. I think I need an easel. Yeah. That would make me feel like a real artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and give me a space to work that wouldn't be at my desk, which would be useful. But I think that would be a really satisfying project Yeah, to work on. So you've re-inspired me. I'm glad. Or, I mean, if, for example, if you like to do yarn crafts and things like that, you could mm-hmm. make a blanket for yourself that will decorate your room. Also, that's a functional thing. That's another thing about decor is that it doesn't just have to be pure decoration. It can also serve functions. And I think that's something to keep in mind, too, because the things that we do need to function with in our rooms, we can also tailor that to how we want to decorate. Yes. This is like one of my favorite things is functional items that are also beautiful. Mm-hmm. I get so excited about that. If I had my way in the world, everything would be beautiful and really well designed. So, yeah, I've been thinking about that in terms of yarn crafts, too, because I think it would be fun to I've been thinking about crocheting a large basket, like a laundry basket. That sounds cool. Because that would be a lot nicer than my plastic one that's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of all kinds of projects I should be working on crochet-wise. Because, again, that's just such a nice homemade touch that you can add to things. But it can be really functional as well. Mm-hmm. So, Or you can make things like I do, which is dolls and toys. Which can also decorate things and not be functional. This is true. But, you know, I mean, you can do, you can really optimize your creative skills to help decorate your space, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And 
Another thing is if we're decorating the spaces in which we create, that's another thing to keep in mind. What kind of things are going to encourage creativity? I think we talked about this a lot in our creative spaces episode from yeah. season one. Um, but just kind of considering what, how can you decorate in ways that will maybe help you focus or help remind you of why you're creating or get you back in touch with your art or maybe put up certain inspirations, certain works that you find really inspiring, things like that, to kind of optimize your creative experience. Yeah. This is also something I've been thinking about because I have a blank wall right in front of my desk. And I feel like that's not what I want to look at when I'm working and trying to come up with creative ideas. I want something beautiful and inspiring. But then I'm overthinking it, too, because I'm like, what would be the perfect, most inspiring painting to put there? But again, I have to remind myself not to be a perfectionist and I can always move it somewhere else. This is true. Try something different. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to transition into decor and wellness, which I think is something that we did not cover as much in that Spaces episode we did a while ago. And Mm -hmm. so I'm really interested in talking to you about this because I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Um and especially how I can utilize my space for my mental health has been something that's been on my mind um, recently because our spaces can really influence how we're feeling for sure. Definitely. Um, And so at least it's important to have one space where you feel comfortable in and can come back to and feel like you've curated it in a way that helps you feel well. Um. So kind of baseline things are just what are some things that make you feel calm or that make you feel joyful, um, that serve as reminders to maybe practice mindfulness, things like that. Um, Something I did recently was I went to Target and I bought a one of those like plastic tubs and then I put like all my coloring books and my crochet items and magazines and things like that in the box. And it is now my self-care box. Aww. I love so, that. Yeah. So, like, because, I don't know, I had those items kind of scattered throughout my room where they were in drawers, and I have them here, but I wouldn't think of using them. I would get really caught up in my life otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that visual in my space is an invitation to practice self-care. Yeah. I really like that. Have you had a chance to practice? Or- like test it yet to see if it works or was that just recently i just did it recently so i haven't been practicing it too much um but i also kind of made a schedule for myself this week kind of trying to actually incorporate it into my life Mm, this is something that we could talk about a lot i think we might do a mental health episode soon but yeah um i feel like my mental health has been doing pretty well recently, but it's feeling a little on edge just because I'm back at school. I'm back in that different routine than I was during the summer. And when I don't take enough breaks, I kind of just get in my own way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have been trying to really utilize those self-care tools. And I think 
especially next week, that's going to be something that I can do once I get some essays turned in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also on the way there, if you can take little steps. Yeah. Along the I way. think also just like having it there is again just a nice feeling yeah. to have. You know, like this part of my room is reserved for that. That's really nice. Yeah. And so I I like having that just that image. Yeah. Well, and that makes me think of something else that I've been thinking about. How you said this part of your room is reserved for that. I think the ways that we kind of section off our spaces into different functions can have an impact on how well it makes us feel to be in those spaces. And this is something that I think is challenging for a lot of people who are in college or in high school and maybe recently into adulthood, whatever, whatever you want to call this weird stage of life that I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of us are in shared living situations where we're living with a roommate in college, maybe, or we're living with our parents or living with roommates in an apartment or housemates. So we tend to often have one space that's our space and it has to serve a lot of functions. And that's something that I personally have found challenging Mm -hmm. because this room is my bedroom. It's also my office. It's also my art studio and my home gym and my yoga studio and my meditation space. And like, that's a lot to ask of a room. Yeah. So for your self-care section, did you just kind of decide where would work the best to be your little self-care corner? Oh, that's a good point. Cause I actually have not thought about that yet. Mm. It was more like this this box kind of represents my that that part of my life that's not connected to academia in a way Mm -hmm. you know my desk I have all my books for my class but my self-care box is kind of stored under my bed right now in a place where I can see it when I get into bed but that's a really good point because I think about this a lot I think about um where I should be studying and where I should be doing more creative things and a lot of times I do Mm -hmm. both of those things in my room and sometimes I do them in the same place and I think it does affect my mindset and how I'm going at them so maybe if I had a specific space where I sectioned those off or divided those up a little bit more it might help me that's really helpful though I'm glad you brought that up because I hadn't really thought of that well I'm glad (laughs) which it can be challenging yeah because your room is probably not that big. Mine is not either. So it's hard to actually create separate sections right. that feel roomy enough to do those things. Yeah. So I wonder if there's also ways we can kind of mentally separate mm. those activities. Like maybe when you're doing work at your desk, you, I don't know, you have your can of pens and your school schedule on your desk and when you are doing creative work you like put those things away and you put your little soapstone hippo like I have on my desk (laughs) (laughs) nice no I like that idea I think that's super valid yeah that idea that we can also mentally think of our space in different ways and set up our spaces in very flexible ways that allows that allows us to use it in multiple ways when we need to because yeah i think that's a good point that 
people at around our ages, we don't really have a ton of different spaces to use. Right. It's just the nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also making me think of one of my friends who lives in the freshman dorm connected to my dorm. She is um, an RA for the freshmen. And so her room is not just the place where she sleeps, not just the place where she studies, but it's also her workplace. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that can be really, really draining. And yeah. so how do you find that separation? Is Do you have to just get out of your space or are there ways to to change your space that kind of signal to you now it's time for sleep yes this has been a place where i can work today but now it's going to be a place for relaxation and just for me yeah well i think that's true for people who work from home too like i do a lot of work from home so my part of my room is also my workspace and yeah so i think there are other ways we can designate those spaces too like even with lighting Mm -hmm. and smells like i i have some sort of like mood lighting that's less harsh than my overhead light and if i'm in my room to be cozy and relax i'll usually turn on those like cute little string lights whereas if i'm working it's like more of a i don't don't usually turn them on when i'm working i guess Mm -hmm. because i'm going for more of a businessy productive vibe sure yeah, no, that's a really good point. And one thing that's coming to mind is in this book by Angie Cho on feng shui. She suggests like putting away the stuff on your desk and covering it with a piece of cloth mm. at the end of your work day if it's in your bedroom just to like signal that we're putting this away for the day and it is no longer like open to work. Yeah. I haven't tried that, but I think there definitely sounds like there would be some value in something like that. Oh, definitely. I think that too just speaks to how much our spaces affect us. You know, we think mm-hmm. that that wouldn't matter. We think we could just detach from that. But the visual of having our work stuff out can just keep us in that mindset. And yeah, I yeah. just think that's, I think feng shui and all that kind of stuff is so interesting in how we orient I our do spaces. Because it does really recognize and validate the fact that the spaces we live in have huge effects on us yeah well and one thing like i said i haven't tried the like covering my desk with a piece of cloth but one thing that i do do pretty much every night that i do think helps is when i'm done with work for the day i put my computer in a drawer so i can't see it and i close my planner so i can't see my plans and my to-do lists for the week just to like signal to myself that it's put away, it's done, I don't need to think about it until tomorrow. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So another thing that I've been thinking about in regards to our spaces and our wellness, I've actually been talking about this in my women's and gender studies class a lot because we've been talking about body image and body positivity. How does that relate to decor? Well, Hmm. well. (laughs) we've been talking about how um a lot of body positivity movements have kind of this like fake it till you make it sort of attitude and like everyone's beautiful and everyone's so great and that's really important it's really important to have that those affirmations but sometimes it's really hard to get down to 
what that authentic body positivity is, like actually believing that your body is beautiful and it is worth just as much as anyone else's body and really getting back in touch with the idea that there are an infinite number of body types. And so we're, we've kind of been thinking about how we can do that. We've been brainstorming things in class. Um, and one thing that my professor brought up was this idea that we consume a diet of images every day. Um, and that really influences how we look at bodies, um, especially in the media and on Instagram and things like that. Instagram is basically, as much as Instagram can be a really cool space, um, if when when people post pictures of themselves, you're really only getting their appearance. You're not getting anything about their personality necessarily, unless it's like on their story or whatever. Um, but you're basically sending a message with your body in a way. And so how can we can we surround ourselves with images that are uplifting, that remind us of how powerful our bodies are, that maybe connect us not just to how our body looks, but to the functionality of our bodies and things like that. So my professor says in her home, she puts up, she's a, a daughter who's in high school. She says she puts up images of women in sports all around her house hmm. to show women not only just using their bodies as a beauty ideal but as like a function and something that helps them reach their physical goals and so what kind of images i guess can you put up in your space that will help you cultivate a mindset that you're trying to reach um and so that could be pictures of women's bodies that you find really empowering it could be other images that are trying that you're trying to use to to uplift yourself but i just think that's a really interesting way to look at issues of of body image and things like that i've just been thinking yeah. about this a lot recently i agree yes. but yeah i i really like the idea of how having pictures of athletic people rather than people who are just kind of like displaying their bodies for visual purposes can i feel like that speaks to the value of strength like cultivating yeah. strength within yourself as opposed to just like as opposed to glamour for instance right well and also reminding yourself that your body isn't just something to be looked at your body is something that you use and that is so important to all the functions that we can perform every day and also mm -hmm. just remembering that your body is a really amazing thing that can accomplish so much. Um, I think getting back in touch with that rather than just the appearances of it is is important. Not to diminish appearance because I think that can be really empowering for some people. But um, I think when we only focus on that, we lose touch with the idea that your body is really something it's it's really a tool and something that you carry with you every day and that I think I'm trying to be more grateful for all that my body does, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that allows us to have a more rounded perspective mm -hmm. on our bodies. Right. So, yeah, I think I think this is really important because I we've talked about this before, but just how much everything that we see around us on a daily basis basis affects us even on a subconscious level that we're not 
really aware of, but what we see in the media and even what we see just like on the streets around us and how people talk about bodies and how how we see them and yeah, like Instagram and in photos on the walls and everything. I think it does have a it sends a really strong message. Yeah, for sure. Strong visual message of what is beautiful and what is acceptable. Yeah. So I think it's important to consider carefully what you're choosing to put up if you want to think about having a healthy body image. Yeah. And I think also on a broader level, we just get a lot of negative messages and images in the world very often through the media. And it's important to have your space be a place of positivity where you can come back to, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And using decor to do that can be really helpful because if you don't feel like you have a a place that's going to give you a source of positivity throughout your day, that can be really draining. Mm -hmm. It can be. I did feel like that kind of in the process of moving. I'm feeling a little bit more settled now in this new space. But like when I first moved here and I had boxes everywhere and I just had an old squishy mattress on the floor, I didn't have a bed and nothing felt like it didn't feel like my room. It just felt like my stuff kind of thrown into a room. It was very disorienting because I didn't feel like I had as much of a safe, positive place to go back to, even though like physically I was totally safe, but like it didn't. It didn't feel right. Yeah. And it sort of, it wears on you Mm -hmm. in a low level kind of way. Right. No, I think, yeah, I'm starting to recognize these things too. Like I said, I was just talking about how my mental health, I can kind of notice it getting a little more precarious as I, if I don't take breaks I need, but it's not, it's, it's more like this slow drain on it. Yeah. It's, and that makes it harder to notice too, which I think. It's one of those things where we have to be proactive about that kind of thing um, in order to to maintain well-being rather than just fixing it when it dips. Right. But I think that's so important to do. Yeah. I think that's like thinking about wellness holistically as we tend to do. I think that's really what it's all about, Mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. In addition to the hokey pokey. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my head. <laughs> but I think the, like the more that we can notice these subtle shifts as they're happening, as opposed to waiting for a really intense sign yeah. telling us that something is wrong, like the more we can prevent things and have a gentler approach and be able to use these less invasive more holistic strategies before it gets to the point where we need to do something more invasive yeah and again i think room decor and decorating your space is just a little way that you can do that but that it it can have a really big impact if we Mm -hmm. if we think about it we take the time to be authentic about it i think that can be really helpful yeah i agree So is there anything else related to, like, what kinds of messages you're putting up in a more explicit way, like images of people and bodies? Is there anything else in terms of 
what kinds of images or words you're putting up on the wall mm-hmm. that you think of when you think about decor and positivity and wellness? That's a good question. Um, I really like to put up stuff on my wall that has to do with stories I really love mm. um, or people that I really admire. I have a lot of Harry Potter stuff on my wall. Um, I have I have lots of pictures of people I love on my wall. I also put notes that I get from people up mm-hmm. on my desk. And I think that helps to remind me of the people who who are taking the time to to express their love for me in my life, which is really I think it's just really affirming to to remember that and it helps connect you with your self-worth which is something that I think we can always be better at doing Mm -hmm. um but yeah no I mean that's a good question I when I was in high school I would um I would draw sketches of um different quotes that I liked and I'd put them up on the wall and on one hand, I really enjoyed that. I think it was a really empowering thing for me to do, especially the creating process. But then I think to an extent, sometimes having them all up there would just kind of like numb me to them sometimes when yeah. I was seeing them every day. So I think that's a really delicate balance to strike, you know, um, what what can you do to kind of make them stand out more rather than just be this thing that you put up on the wall and then you stop thinking about it? Yeah. Or maybe it is, you know, you do see it every day, so you get kind of used to it, but maybe it's just a mindfulness practice of taking the time to actually notice what you do see every day Mm -hmm. instead of just taking it for granted. Yeah. Well, and I do think it had some more of effect because I'm feeling very pulled to do that again right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I need those sources of positivity in my life. I think words have the ability to do that. And so I've been thinking about kind of drawing those little things again and putting them up on my own wall. So that's one yeah. thing that I enjoy doing. Well, I've been thinking recently because we just had we talked about values mm-hmm. On a recent episode, I've been thinking about, I kind of want to make a really beautiful drawing with my value words in it, because I think sometimes, that's something that is nice to, like, kind of be in your face every day. Yeah. Because it, like we said, it's a tool that you can come back to, and Sometimes you can forget exactly what you decided your values were, and it's kind of more useful if you keep it front of mind a little bit more. And I think that would be a nice way to do it. Because right now I just have it, I have my words written on a uh, index card somewhere. I don't even know where it is because it got lost in the move somewhere. (laughs) Right. Making it part of my decor, I think, would be a really interesting project totally yeah and a way to engage with these words in a new way too, mm. to to like take the time to make it into a creative project where i'm writing them out carefully and deciding how i want to express them on the page yeah i think could be really powerful well yeah and i think that's what's really cool about creating your own decor is that it's not just thing you went out and bought and like the visual of but it gives you memories of what went th- went what went into making it um, 
And even if it was just the process that gave you the effects, you know, I think that's still important. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that can be a cool way to make your your space feel more unique to what you really need. Yeah. And I think these kinds of projects, too, might be particularly well-suited to somebody who's in a temporary living situation, like if you are mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. Because, like, that kind of an art project is maybe not something you want to have up on your wall forever. Right. But it might really resonate with you for the eight or nine months or whatever that you're in that room. Yeah. That's a good point, for sure. Or if someone else creates stuff for you. I have a... That's also really I have a print that my friend made that has a nice little rolled doll quote on it that I have Mm -hmm. up on my little bulletin board. And that's something... That I really enjoy looking at every day, too. Yeah, that is really nice, too. So for our call to action this week, uh, we would like to know what are some ways our creative souls have decorated their spaces? Um, or what have what are some ways that have helped kind of encourage your creativity or wellness through your decor or if you've gotten a new idea through listening to this episode we would love to hear your thoughts on that as well and you can get in touch with us by emailing us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and instagram at neverwearboringsocks or on twitter at noboringsocks and send us a picture too that would be fun if you have a space that you want to share some project that you've you've added to your decor. I think that would be really cool to see what people have done with their spaces Mm -hmm. and inspiring. So do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do have a quote. This quote is from Albert Hadley. He is, um, or he was an interior designer and he says, design is coming to grips with one's real lifestyle, one's real place in the world. Rooms should not be put together for show, but to nourish one's well-being. And I think that just speaks well to what we've been talking about. I I think it's interesting how he points out that rooms aren't just something to look at. It's something that really does change how you feel. Um, And so making your room suit you rather than trying to impress other people with how it looks, you know, and really kind of making Mm -hmm. it an authentic process. So I really like how, how he spoke to that. Yeah. And I think that really goes along with the idea of having function really come along Mm, with the aesthetic aspect of design and decorating, which again, I get really excited about. And it reminds me a lot of when I was doing my, permaculture design course earlier this year sort of the whole idea behind permaculture is it's design with a functional holistic goal in mind so you're not just designing this garden so it looks pretty you're designing it very carefully based on how the people are going to interact with the space, how the animals are going to interact with the space, how the plants are interacting with the elements that are coming through and like where the sun is coming from. So anyway, I, I really like the way that he put that. Yeah. 
Definitely. Thank you so much to our creative souls for listening this week and being a part of our Never Wear Boring Socks community. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. Also, make sure you subscribe to us so you don't miss new episodes, such as next week's, in which we will be talking about the complex topic of beauty. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 048, and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for his marvelous audio editing, and to both him and Martha Barnard for their contributions to our music. And until next week, never wear boring socks.